0: officially draft season, everybody. It's coming up faster than we all think it is. The draft is just over three weeks away. So it's time to start diving into everything draft related. So on this week's episode, Bo and myself are going to be ranking our top five prospects at quarterback, running back and wide receiver. We're going to explain why these guys make our top five and what makes them the guys that we think will be studs at the next level. We've both been watching an absolute ton of film, and I've been waiting to record this episode for a while because I have so much to say about my guys, Bo. I'm sure you're the same way, man. First things first, we're going to jump straight into the quarterbacks. You know, most important position, Bo. So, I
1: think that's what we need to talk about first. You agree? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think uh, in every NFL franchise, the quarterback's the guy that comes first. Um, I think it's the most important position, and it's probably, it could be the hardest to evaluate coming out of college, making that transition to the pros.
0: Absolutely, man. So, what we're going to do,
1: guys, is we're going to go one through five in
0: order. And we'll see how much me and Bo's uh, rankings differ. I don't know if it's going to differ a whole lot, but I am interested to hear his. We haven't really told each other anything, so I am excited to hear what he has to say. So Bo, I'm gonna let you start it off, man, because I think I think I do know Ooh. this. You have a big time, uh, big time statement you want to make right here about the quarterbacks, and <laughs> I want you to
1: go ahead and give it to us, man, because I've been hyped to hear this whole thing from you. I don't think it's that big a statement. Sure, I think since the day we met Trevor Lawrence, we've ushered him in as the as the guy. Uh, I think that ever since we saw him step on the field, everyone has just deemed him uh, the. When he decides to go, he's the top guy in the draft. He's number one pick. He's like he'll be the best quarterback in the draft. But I think this kid Zach Wilson has come in. Guns blazing. Um, I, I I love his arm talent. Uh, I've, I've fallen in love with watching him throw the football. Um, I, I don't think that he has to be this... This Greek god of of a quarterback that Trevor Lawrence, you know, has has been he's been made up to be, but I mean, I guess he's built that way, so you you, know, you can't really take anything away from him. But I uh, you know I just love what Zach Wilson has been able to do. I think Zach Wilson's arm talent has overshadowed his ability to have to uh, execute the RPO. Uh, he's actually surprisingly good at that. I I wasn't aware of how good his feet were until I really dove in to watching film. You know, all you've heard about is man, this guy can really sling it, and then you dive into the tape. And he can actually really move, too. Uh, I think he feels pressure well. Uh, I think he's a fearless thrower. I think at times he's chosen to make a harder throw. And I'm not sure if that's because he wanted to end up in this position come draft time. Uh, But I love that because at the next level, uh, the hardest throws are the ones that they're going to ask you to do at the biggest moments. And he's a guy that is just it's like this year he was trying to show you, hey, I have it. I'm the guy. I can make these throws watch me do me with less. And uh, he, he's really been my he's since I started watching film, he's really been my guy. I didn't want to come out with the quintessential Trevor Lawrence pick. Trevor Lawrence is your guy. I'm not saying that that's a problem either. You know, I'm not trying to say that that's a bad, he's, he's a great pick. I'm sure he's going to go number one. Urban Meyer has already kind of come out and said this, but uh, Zach Wilson's kind of my, uh, my number one right now. I just, I could turn on that tape and watch it all day. I mean, he's got big numbers, I mean, he, it wasn't big competition at BYU. I don't think that that's always been something that has to happen for a guy in college. I mean, we've seen plenty of quarterbacks uh, play against weaker competition and come out and be great players. My favorite team, the Steelers, Big Ben, Miami, <coughs> I, I'm one of those guys, you know, I, you don't have to come from a big school to make big plays in the NFL. You just no, got to really want it. And I you think Zach Wilson, man. yeah, I think Zach Wilson really, uh, really wants it, and and I think he can make all those throws. He can make the hard ones. He can and, make uh, all for, the throws, man. His arm is so he's so talented. All you've heard about is his arm and this, you know, Mahomes, you know, esque arm that you really haven't heard about his ability to move around and just how good of an athlete he is. And, and he's a phenomenal athlete all around. So that's been really fun to watch. And uh, my number two, Trevor Lawrence, um, I'm sure Trevor Lawrence is going to be the number one overall pick in the draft. Like I said, urban Meyer's already come out with it. Um, at Trevor Lawrence's pro day, urban Meyer was all over him and, and I don't blame him. Um, He's probably with between his athleticism and his arm and his experience in college. He's got tons of starts. I mean, it it, it can be a no-brainer, especially with a guy like Urban Meyer who's going to probably coach a more college-like system. Uh, so I don't blame him on that. Uh, tons of numbers from Trevor Lawrence. Super smart. There's no way you're going to overload the guy. He's another RPO stud. You know, you see more and more of these quarterbacks coming out ready to roll with that um trevor lawrence can hit you from both angles he could tuck it tuck it and run um and he can throw it in there with the best of them so um, i'm sure he's going to be the top pick in the draft but he's my number two um and i would say my only concerns with trevor lawrence is going to be dealing with uh you know the nfl nfl blitzes on him you know getting hit really hard and then consistent accuracy uh when throwing the ball in tight windows just being being the guy that you don't want to have doubts in when he's throwing, especially for the Jaguars, he's going to play a lot of tight games as a rookie, I'm, I'm, I'm sure. Um, and then my number three, Mac Jones. You know, I struggle with this one. I think when I started this, I had Justin Fields as my three, but Mac Jones has kind of jumped up there because he's not. If you look at all the other guys, you know, in, in the top five that we're both going to do, because I'm sure we we might not have them sitting in the same spot. But we're all going to we might have the same guys. And I think that Mac Jones is not is the worst athlete of probably of the top five best quarterbacks in this draft class. But he has a great arm. He does move better than you think he does. I've heard I've you know been listening to all types of podcasts and all kinds of draft hype, and, you know, and Mac Mac Jones when you look at him especially when you watch him on film he's wearing those white crew socks and he just doesn't he looks like Tom Brady at Michigan movie Yeah, it yeah.
0: doesn't look the part man. Like doesn't look anything <laughs> yeah.
1: like the other guys that are coming out right now. I mean, he is he is he is not what what you what the the world is talking about is what they want as a quarterback for their franchise. I mean, you're you getting the Deshaun Watson's, the Mahomes, the Wilson's, the Lawrence's, the Josh Allen's and then now you got this Mac Jones kid and he's, he looks slow on tape and all that, but, man, does he feel pressure. Does he, scoot, he scoots around. He steps up. He's smart. He knows how the defense is getting lined up. He's in college at Alabama. He was never unprepared for what defense never. stood up in front of him. He knew what was coming. I wouldn't say he read it like a book every time, but he saw how they were aligned. He felt it come his way. He stepped up. He made the throws. He did have good guys to make the throws to, but I think that, he does possess the ability to make all the throws at the NFL level. He's a proven winner. He's got, he's got this season of experience. He sat behind good players to get where he is. So he understands patience. He understands learning something. He understands competition because he played at in Alabama. So he's not, he's, he's not going to be one who can who hears criticism and lets it affect him as much as others. I mean, as you know, Nick Saban, We'll let any of them know how he feels at Alabama. It's of a course. tough place to play. It's a tough place to play football. He's got a good release. <laughs> I'm interested to see. I don't think that he's, if he does, all the hype I'm hearing is, you know, 49ers might be taking him at three. Yeah. You know, I don't expect him to be in, in running much RPO stuff. I expect him to be either be passing it or handing it off to the guys behind him uh, with that O-line there if he ends up there. Um, good screen quarterback, man. There's, a, there's just a lot of good things. You can say about Mac Jones. Well, I want to I go say- back
0: to something you said. I'm not trying to interrupt you. I want to go back no. to something, key in on something that you said. Feeling pressure from mm-hmm. Mac Jones, man. I remember talking to somebody, I think it was earlier this week or last week, and I was talking to them about Mac Jones. And I was kind of confused on Mac Jones as a prospect, kind of like you were. And we kind of yeah. talked about that a little bit. But dude, the way he moves in the pocket mm-hmm. is so smooth. He feels pressure, knows how to step up. Mm-hmm. No- it's it's awesome, man. His footwork in the pocket is great, and and I just wanted to key on that. Didn't try to interrupt you or yeah, anything like that, but he, it, kinda, it was it's so smooth, man. He has a really good feel. He's a very good awareness in the pocket, and that is definitely something that can help him translate to the next level.
1: In fourteen starts, I would say that he showed as good of movement in one season as Joe Burrow did. Joe Burrow got a, moved around at LSU with a good offensive line. And may I wouldn't say the throws he made are as impressive or his numbers. He did win a national championship, but feeling pressure, even with a good O line, top top O line talent blocking in front of you, he scooted around. He was he didn't have to outrun a bunch of people. He just he bought time and made plays when he had to. And and I did like it. I'm not saying he's the number one draft pick, you know stock, you know quarterback. You know, hype train that Joe Burrow had. I'm saying that his way, the way he felt pressure. If you just put the film in black and white, I didn't know one was LSU and Alabama. I thought they scoot around the pocket very similar. Um, and then my number four is Justin Fields. Uh, I. Like I said, I thought I was going to end up with him at three. I absolutely love the way he played the college football playoff. Um, I actually, Justin Fields, I I swear I'd seen so much of him. I didn't even think, I didn't even take, put down hardly anything about him just because I'd seen so much of his tape. I didn't really have to take as many notes. But, I mean, when you watch his pro day, he was throwing all kinds of balls. You know, he has a, he has a strong arm. I'm Little worried about his release at the next level. Uh, I love his footwork in the pocket. Um, obviously, the good as a, a good of an athlete as he is, pressure is something that I wouldn't worry too much about because if he gets under fire, he doesn't have time to throw it. He can easily get out and make a play with his feet. Uh, at the pros, he's going to be able to execute RPO, be be deadly in that. I can see him with some Cam Newton esque uh, type type play in there with the RPO, um, and he. He once he finds his guy, his, his receiver, he you know that he links up with. Uh, he's a deadly deep ball uh, quarterback. I, I really, really, really enjoyed watching him play at Ohio State. I enjoyed him with Trey Sermon and and playing yeah. with those receivers he had over the years there. I just hope he doesn't end up in that Ohio State cursed uh, quarterback you know black hole they have there. it's, yeah, it's yeah, like there it's like a no hole, one could really take. It's it's like no one can really take off, you know. Leaving there, i you know, uh, Dwayne Haskins is the most recent, and you know, people thought he was going to be the next big thing, or that big arm. Was that a from shot at touchdown. me, man?
0: Did you just take a shot at me? I can't tell. I think you might I said have. Right people. There. I said people.
1: <laughs> I said people. You know, I didn't say you. I didn't say you. There was. You're, you're not the only person that <laughs> thought Dwayne Haskins was. I mean, dude, and and he's getting his second chance right now. I mean, he's in Pittsburgh. I'm rooting for him now because he signed a uh, signed in Pittsburgh, but you know. It, it, it's something about it it's like uh what was it i mean troy smith um, oh dude what's the i was hell? the biggest uh, uh, troy cardell smith. jones yeah. i was the
0: biggest troy smith fanboy you could have ever met man i thought he was the next greatest things, man that
1: is that is not how it panned out yeah i mean dude i was a big cardell jones guy i thought he was like the next big ben type quarterback that 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 hasn't played out either that's never gonna play out you know what i mean i just hope that He doesn't fall into that category with them. Um, But, you know, I love Justin Fields. I loved his game in college. Um, I think at the very least in the NFL, he's going to be able to stay on the field for a few years because his legs will carry him a good ways. Um, It's just a matter of can he – can he understand these complex zone coverages in the NFL? Can he understand the disguise coverages? Um, how's he going to handle the NFL pressure? Uh, because they're going to definitely attack him differently. And once he gets some game film, it'll be a little bit harder for him to use his feet. You can ask Lamar Jackson about that. you got to kind of come up with a new way to get things done uh, once these guys get film on you. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, but I, I still, I can imagine Justin Fields, he, he's got a good chance of being a first round pick this year. Um, I think once the quarterbacks start flying, there's going to be no stopping it for a little while. Um, and so my number five, Trey Lance, I hate to you know take up too much time with this. Um, my number five is Trey Lance. Um, he's just kind of a super athlete coming out of North Dakota State. And, you know, me and you've, I've talked about him and it's like, a, you know, he's got a big arm. He's six foot four. He's got you know he's super fast. Uh, I mean he he's accurate, but he, I, I you know I, I don't believe you have to play a big, uh, big schools defenses to be successful in the NFL. Shoot, I mean Carson Carson Wentz played in North Dakota State, and I mean I wouldn't say that he's he's not you know hasn't had the most amazing NFL career, but at the same time he has had you know NFL he's had MVP. Uh, you know, type seasons. You know, especially the year that they were going to the Super Bowl. You know, a lot of people thought he was leading the MVP race until injuries, you know, brought him down that year. Um, so I like uh, I like Trey Lance is my number five quarterback. Um, I think he can deliver under pressure when he's asked to. I, you know, I hope that he doesn't try and rely on his legs too much in the NFL. I'd like for him to learn the offense and and try and be the accurate passer he was in college. Uh, me and you talked about it. I hope that. <laughs> I hope he can handle the mistakes he's going to make in the NFL, because what do you have zero interceptions last year? At North Dakota State.
0: Uh, yeah, it was twenty eight touchdowns, zero interceptions.
1: Yeah. And that is just not going to happen. I mean, he's probably going to throw an interception before he throws five touchdowns. You know what yeah. I mean? Well, it, what you what you it, texted me the other
0: day asking me, you know, and you asked an awesome question. Um, you asked me, do you think that he's going to be able to have the amnesia effect, right? Is he going to be able to forget when he goes out here and he throws his first interception, you know, because uh, NFL DB just absolutely reads him like a like a coloring yeah. book, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. just reads him easily, picks the ball off. Is he going to be able to forget that mistake, or is it going to trouble him, and is it gonna is he going to dwell on it and things like that? And that is one probably one of the best questions with Trey Lance right now that I think a lot of people probably aren't even asking. That yeah. is a great question, and I told you, man, I, I I believe he will be able to, but again, man, you don't, you don't know these guys, you know, I don't have a, I haven't met this guy in person things like that. So yeah. I hope that he can, but that, I just want people to think about that also. Cause that was an awesome question that you asked me though.
1: Yeah. I uh, mean, it, it's something you, you really have to consider it. You, he's a guy who, if you go an entire year and you just mistake free, you know, you you can't ride that train going in in the NFL. The NFL, their coordinators, his coaches are going to break him down and try and make him a better player and he's going to have to make mistakes to become that better player. That's just what life is as a quarterback in the NFL. You you have to make mistakes to get better and learn. So, I mean, that's how I feel about Trey Lance. I, 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 when the year started, I honestly thought he might have ended up higher on my list. Um, but I still feel like the North North Dakota State thing kind of held him back a little bit. I think his it was like he ran the whole year, even though he had 28 touchdowns and no picks. He ran a ton. If you watch the film, it's like either they're faking him running or he's running. Like yeah, it's a point. lot of running. You know, it's like, I it's mean, a lot it's, of running every play is him either them threatening him with the with the run and he's thrown it with play action or he's running it. And like, I don't believe that if he is that type of quarterback when he gets drafted, I don't know how long he'll end up in this league. You know what I mean? That just doesn't, it doesn't bode well for a lot of guys. I don't think he's Lamar Jackson or Cam Newton where he's going to take that talent and that skill set and make it to be an MVP level type quarterback. Yeah. Just don't see it. You know, I mean, he was accurate at North Dakota state. How accurate he's going to be once he's taking these hits in the NFL is my next question. He, he was, he, when he decided to throw the ball at North Dakota state, he hit his targets. He had a good completion rate, uh, you know, great touchdown interception ratio and all that. So it's kind of hard to say someone who had no picks is inaccurate, but he has not had to deal with NFL defenses, disguises, blitz, it um, complex zone packages. It is and then and then you got guys that are just insane in man coverage. It stick to people like glue. You got to fit into tight windows. I, i'm interested to see how he handles all that because he 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 damn sure didn't get a lot of pressure and complex stuff in college no he you didn't. know he's just he's just not he's just not as big of a name as some guys i think that you know when you play smaller competition like kind of like zach wilson i just you see i saw so much more out of zach wilson where i don't worry about where he went to school and you know I, it's just a little different from trey lance for me um i do agree
0: for the most part i mean kind of the first two are locked in except i guess not really me and yours kind of kind of were kind of different but the the two guys that are going the to top two is gonna stay the same it's just what order do you have them okay so i'm gonna yeah. go ahead with my rankings here number one for me is trevor lawrence i'm sorry guys i'm not hopping straight on the zach wilson train i am high on him i'm super high is on it you think it's like a hype train that you gotta hop on or do you believe in him i believe in him i believe it but i'm not I'm not getting on the train that says, hey, let's put him in front of Lawrence yet. Yeah, and I'm going to explain why. Okay. So let's look at Trevor Lawrence as a prospect. Prototypical size, right? The man's six foot six, 220 he's, pounds. He's a great guy. Oh, he is. He's a good athlete. And I may say even great athlete, okay? He's faster than he looks. We saw that in the college mm-hmm. football playoff when he took that run down the sideline against Ohio State. I mean, this dude's out running safeties and DBs at that he- point. Okay. He's a
1: phenomenal athlete, absolutely.
0: Amazing, man. So he does everything at a high level. He can put the ball anywhere on the field, all three levels, man. He's good. He's accurate. He has a strong enough arm. Yeah, maybe he doesn't have the strongest arm in the class, but he's got enough to get it wherever it needs to go with the velocity it needs to get there. Um, he's pr- improved statistically each year in college, Bo. He has been the guy since he took over his freshman season at Clemson, right? The guy's a national champion, right? Now, I, look, I understand the hype around Zach Wilson, and it is warranty. But I, I do think people forget just how dominant Lawrence has been since he stepped on the college football scene. You know, you think we, people we forget we, that. I think ever since Zach Wilson's come on the scene, they're like, whoa, look, look, look at this guy. This is the, the new shiny toy. Like, let, let's pay attention to this guy. What I'm saying is, you know, we've all known since. Lawrence's freshman year that he was most likely going to be a number one draft pick in the future. Like he was pretty much just already given it like they're like, okay, well, he's a number one draft pick. Let's move on. Um, And for me, man, nothing has changed. And if it has, it's most likely for the better in terms of his film and play over time. I don't think anything has changed for the worse. I think it's just only gotten better. Um, So Lawrence is going to be my number one. Number two, there is no one else. It's Zach Wilson. A lot of people have it as a one A, one B ranking, right? Um, He is the shining. I believe it's
1: that way. Okay, and I I may not disagree with
0: you, but Lawrence is going to be my one A. I'll put it to you that way. Wilson does have the best arm talent in the class. He can drop Mm -hmm. it in the bucket from anywhere. Different arm angles, off-balance throws, under pressure, you name it, and this guy will be able to do it. He has good zip on all his short to intermediate throws. Um, And I'm going to tell you something. If you are constantly amazed by the throws that Mahomes makes on the football field, which pretty much everyone is – then you have got to go check out some of Zach Wilson's highlights, especially the throw that probably everyone has seen right now at his pro day, Bo. That throw was incredible. Mm-hmm. It was an off-balance, cross body throw while rolling left out of the pocket. Insane accuracy on the pass. to the left
1: hash across the, uh, the right Exactly, hash. And, and even
0: far. the receiver still had to track the ball and speed up and reach for it. He put mm-hmm. so much on that ball, the guy still had to speed up for it. I mean that when I saw that when I saw that clip, man, I had somebody send me that clip, and I was like, okay, you know, when he was rolling left, I was like, okay, well, he's gonna put it on the left hash marks, right? It's gonna be like a like a pass, like you know, see if this guy can get it right there on the sideline. And when I saw the receiver shooting out going towards the middle of the field, I was like, oh my god, like he's <laughs> about to do something absolutely insane. And you know, the, the commentator said it perfectly. That's absolutely silly. Like that was absolutely silly what he was able to do. Perfect way to put that. And uh, something you else you said about Zach Wilson, Bo let's talk about some guys that have been successful coming from small schools in the NFL. Mm -hmm. Carson Wentz, North Dakota State. Okay. Tony Romo and Jimmy G coming from Eastern Illinois, right? Joe Flacco, Delaware, Steve McNair, Alcorn State, Kurt Warner, Northern Iowa, and even Ryan Fitzpatrick coming from Harvard. So I think people need to stop with where they're coming from. And and I'm going to go into something else too. Okay, maybe it's not even what college he comes from. Maybe it's the defense he played against, but maybe that's the major issue. All right, well, let's look at Mahomes. Mahomes yeah. played at Texas Tech in the Big yeah. 12, which is known for their terrible defense. The yeah. same exact thing he did at Texas Tech in the Big 12 defenses is what he's doing to NFL defenses right now.
1: It is oh, the yeah. exact
0: same thing. Kyle Mahomes
1: Hur- won. Mahomes won four games the year before he went off to went off to the pros. Won four yeah. games in college. Yeah. What'd you do? Yeah, yeah. What'd, it doesn't what, matter. It doesn't matter. You do?
0: Kyler Murray played Big 12 defenses. Baker Mayfield, Big 12 defenses. Mm. Both of them Heisman winners, right? Both of them being successful in the NFL. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And it's starting – I do believe scouting is starting to turn towards, okay, yeah, it doesn't matter. Let's more look at the prospect. But I do want people to understand, don't look at a player and say, you know, he comes from this school or he played this competition. It really doesn't matter that much. Mm. And history is starting to show us that now. So Zach Wilson is my number two, guys. Number three is Justin Fields, okay? I've watched Justin Fields' film over and over, and frankly, it's just because I haven't been able to come up with where I wanted to rank him. Fields is everything you look for in a quarterback. Good size. Yep. He's 6'3, 230, good arm strength, runs a 4'4'4 in the 40, which is, by the way, the fastest 40 for a quarterback since RG3 in 2011, I believe. And he played in big games in the Big Ten, which is a stout conference. And played yeah. in big game, big games, and did well in the college football playoff. Now tell me if this is wrong, Bo. <laughs> if you're making a quarterback uh, in Madden.
1: It's yeah. probably
0: going to resemble Fields and what his abilities are.
1: Yes. Yeah. It's gonna be it, it, Fields. Maybe yeah,
0: make him yeah. a little taller. That's fine. Whatever. I'll t- yeah. you know. The height doesn't bother me. Okay. It's he's six three. He's got it. That's funny. Um, yeah. I love his game. The guy is stout. I mean, just look at the dude. He he weighs every so bit of that.
1: stuff up. Oh, he, he weighs every up. bit of that 230, man. man.
0: I, mean, I mean, my God, he is he is stout. I've always been impressed with Fields' deep ball placement. And when he puts the ball in 50-50 situations, his guys are normally have the advantage to get the ball. He's very impressive at throwing the ball in contested situations, especially jump ball situations. I really liked watching him throw those balls. I don't know, man. I think Fields is starting to get knocked a little bit, you know. Here's the way I'll put it. I have him at three more based off what I think he will become. Not that he wasn't amazing at the college level, but I would say that Fields isn't quite as polished as Mac Jones, but he has a higher ceiling. Would you agree with that? Yes,
1: and I would say – well, I would say it's a higher floor than a higher ceiling than Mac Jones. Okay, give me that. I'll take what I can get. Yeah, I I would say the floor – is because he has a lot more gifts to fall back on than Mac Jones.
0: Okay, I I would agree with you. So, But I okay, I'm still going to say I believe his ceiling is just higher based off what his abilities are, you know, the feet. I'm going to argue right now that I think he has a stronger arm than Jones, right? If we can get the accuracy problems down a little bit, you know, I think he'll be fine. But I just think he's more raw than, uh, you know, the other guys in this class, and he just needs to work on more things. That's what I see. I think he— I, I think you can make an argument, man. Yeah, he can't throw like Zach Wilson, or, or you know, he's not as renowned as Trevor Lawrence. But I'm not gonna, I'm, I'm gonna sit here and tell you, I think this guy, if he was just as polished as they were, they are, then I think he can be just as good as them. I mean, th- this guy has all the talent in the world, and we've seen it. He was the guy last year in college football. It was him and Lawrence were the best two quarterbacks in the country. That's what yeah. everyone thought. Right. I'll also say this, though, looking at his film, once Fields gets rattled, he seems to stay rattled and he has a hard time calming himself back down at times. But we've already talked about it. You need that amnesia effect.
1: Right. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm a huge, huge guy when it comes to forgetting mistakes and moving on. Or, or at least you don't mind not forget them, but learning from it. Not don't let it affect you. Learn from it. You have to, you have to embrace. You have to embrace sucking sometimes. You you don't become Michael Jordan didn't become Michael Jordan because he was afraid to take a shot. You know, after he missed one, it's just not what you do. Exactly, it's not what you do.
0: So I want to see that from him a little bit more. Uh, He also seems to get into trouble at times holding the ball too long, um, which is something that will need to be worked on. But Justin Fields is my number three for all the reasons that you guys have just heard. Number four for me is Trey Lance. I'm just going to say it straight up. This dude is just a physical specimen. I mean, he just looks the part. Uh, From an athletic standpoint, I think Lance is the freakiest athlete of this quarterback class. Um, Lance can hurt you with his legs or arm. I'm super impressed with this film from 2019. Uh, When this dude throws the ball, that ball is on an absolute rope. On an absolute rope. The velocity he throws on his passes, or the velocity on his passes is how I should say it, is 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 insane, man. I mean, and it can cause a problem. Now he has like more like the Stafford effect, right? It's not as much touch. It's just straight power. So that receiver better be ready to grab it. Like that. That's yeah. the whole thing with him. Um, He may not have the best touch. Like I just said, mm-hmm. but I think he has the most arm strength and his ball placement is awesome. Okay. Uh, yeah. The biggest knock on Lance, obviously going into this and you know, if you guys keep up with football and the draft and like that. You've probably already heard this is the fact that he only played one game in 2020. So there's an experience factor here. Um, he's only played in 18 games at the college level, which definitely could make NFL teams wary of spending a top 10 pick on a guy that has much less experience than the other guys that we've and, already mentioned. And, and, I, and I hate
1: to, I hate to interrupt you. And I think that, I think that that would not matter as much if it was 18 games and he was quarterbacking Auburn. I think 18 games at North Dakota state means a lot, is a lot bigger. It means deal. more.
0: It's more weight yeah. to that. Yeah, for, definitely yeah. for sure. Um, and I'm going to say this, man, Lance is the guy out of my top five quarterbacks that I believe would benefit the most from sitting for a year instead of coming right in
1: and starting. I completely agree with you. The best fit to sit down for a year.
0: Yeah, definitely. So I think if he goes to a team that, you know, and I'm going to tell you, man, me and you talking about it, and I, I think the 49ers, the way they're setting things up, they're keeping Jimmy G for some reason. It makes me feel like they're going to take Lance. I don't know Uh, what's going to happen, Mm -hmm. but I think that would be a perfect place for him to go and sit behind Jimmy G work with Shanahan, things like that. Um, But I do think his talent is unmistakable. If he can just take a year and sit behind a veteran, you know, learn from him, study NFL defenses, you'll be doing this kid a huge favor, a massive favor. Um, Five for me, guys. I'm gonna try to hurry this up. Mac Jones, Besides the guys that we've already talked about, you know, and and more so Zach Wilson, Jones consistently throws with the best touch of ball placement in this class. Um, I wasn't super high on him, but when I actually took the time to dive into his film and go more in depth, you can see how talented he actually is as a passer. Um, I was telling someone the other day that the first thing that popped off to me on film, but like I've already told you, is that the way he moves in the pocket, man, the way he he's fluid. He's super fluid. He's comfortable. Yeah. And he has great – footwork in the pocket Um, awesome feel for pressure Shows a an, just a, it's it's more like a calmness, man. That's what I would say. Poised, it's poised. Yeah, yeah. He knows when and how to step up in the pocket yep. while still keeping his shoulders square, which is huge. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, just go look at the film. If you guys aren't with me on this, this dude puts the ball right on the money as much as anybody in he this stays class. He in
1: position to release the ball the way he's supposed to. Exactly. He doesn't, every time, he doesn't every let, time. Yeah, he doesn't let the pressure make his mechanics change. He does not. Um, And
0: one other thing I want to address, Bo. People are making a big deal out of this thing that his receivers are saying that they would rather catch passes from him than Tua. Okay. <laughs> That's all smoke. And I'm going to say right that. now, I have my hand in the air. Like I'm looking at a crowd. There's no one in front of me, but I'm just being dramatic right now. That's all smoke. Because, all
1: smoke? Even though you me, think listen. he's
0: the best placement thrower in this draft? Just listen to me. Just listen to me. Now, what did I say about Tua? I never downed his passing, did I? So, hear uh-huh. me out. Hear me out. Tua has already been drafted early in the first round of last year's draft. Jones is still making his way through the pre draft process. His guys know this. So they have to gas up the guy that's going through the process currently, and they have to gas up the guy that needs the gassing up. That's all I'm saying. Tua's made his money. Tua's already a starter in the NFL. So who cares? They can say whatever they want. Tua is a
1: proven commodity.
0: Exactly. Jones isn't so they have to gas this guy up they're just doing their teammate a favor and I'm guarantee you they said it texted Tua was like hey man I didn't mean that just helping our boy out you know what I mean like I I don't know that's just the way I see it I don't don't
1: think Tua would have thought twice about it I think you would have to text each other he would understand
0: but that's just the way I get
1: him the best he can
0: I think they're just trying to gas up the guy that needs the gassing up right now Bo, on to our next topic though Time to talk to the bruisers man the flashy mm. guys. running backs. Let's talk about this 2021 running back group, Bo. I'm going to go first this time. All I'm right. First time, so I'm going to let you, you see, got it. see what me. you think of my guys. Okay. Okay. Number one for me, guys, the best running back in this class is Najee Harris out of Alabama. This guy is an absolute bully. On the football field. If you turn on this film, the first thing you're going to notice is how strong he is. He is never brought down on first contact and he's almost never taken down behind the line of scrimmage. What I think makes Harris special to me is how even at 6'2, 230, his ability to change direction on a dime is elite.
1: It is elite.
0: His ability to skip and hop through, like, tight holes and small gaps is incredible for a guy his size. You know, guys that big aren't supposed to be that twitchy and quick. They're just not. The dude's 6'2", 230. Derrick Henry wasn't like that coming out of college. Derrick Henry just ran people over. You know, Derrick Henry didn't make the, the, the quick, you know, changes of direction and things like Najee Harris does, which is just so special to me. And, again, talking about Derrick Henry, let's be real. Okay, he's pretty much the same size as Derrick Henry.
1: Right, he's the closest thing. I'm glad you said that because in my notes, the first two things I have is closest thing to Derrick Henry since he came out, and and amazingly quick cuts for his size. My first two things.
0: <laughs> I, I, I'm betting, I'm betting right now, Derrick Henry probably has five pounds on Najee Harris and an inch to two inches in height. Yeah, so that's it, that's it, that's it. They're, they're practically the same person, except again mm-hmm. the quickness. And I think lateral agility of Najee Harris is better than Henry's. Much like Derrick Henry, I'm going to keep going with this, bow. You know, his contact balance is fantastic. Very hard to knock this guy off his base. Um, he's got incredibly natural hands as a pass catcher. And his vision as both a runner and with the ball in his hands after the catch are elite as well. Um, Harris is easily my number one for this class, Bo. I mean, I just don't see any, uh, any of the other running backs bringing to the table what he brings. It's none of these guys like, okay, they've got their own, you know, special talents and things like that. But this guy is a bruiser. He's not going to take it 90 yards to the house. Someone's most likely running him down. Okay. But he's going to make it damn hard for you to bring him down. And he can also hurt you out of the backfield as a, a pass catcher. I mean, he's not just a pass catcher. I mean, he's, his hands are natural. This guy is very comfortable catching passes out of the backfield. So I, I just think he's going to be – They made weapon. sure that he got looks. And he we had 43 receptions or something like that. So, I mean, this guy is going to bring every bit of it to the table. Number two for me, guys – Travis Etienne out of Clemson. Um, This dude's got burst and straight line speed for days. Uh, I love watching Etienne play just because it's a big play waiting to happen at any time. He's super dangerous in the open field with the ball in his hands, and is another. He's just another natural pass catcher, um, which is you know translates perfectly to the NFL. When you watch the way he plays, now hear me out. Everybody's gonna freak out when I say this, so let me let me say this more calmly. Um, When you watch the way he plays. The first person you think of, or at least the first person I thought of, was Alvin Kamara. First person. They have a very similar set of skills and game styles, and they're almost the exact same size. They're both like around 5'10, probably what, 215? Like, they're probably the exact same size. Not saying he is Kamara, but when, you know, he was used the exact same way at Clemson last year, the way Kamara has been used in New Orleans. Okay, so I just want everybody to hear me out. Don't freak out. I'm not saying the next Kamara is here and has arrived. And I'm going to I'm going to argue this, though. I do think ETN has just as much explosiveness to him as Kamara. Right. Again, not saying he is Kamara, but I'm just saying there are some similarities in there. Uh, The only thing I would like to see, you know, ETN improve at, Bo, would be his vision. Uh, I don't think he's a very patient runner more. He more so looks for the first hole he sees and goes for it, Um, Mm -hmm. even still. And even in those situations, which just shows how talented the guy is his acceleration and burst are still usually able to bail him out in those situations right like even he's, if he gets a tight spot he's, he's going to eager to
1: yeah he's eager to flip it into that next gear and go yeah he, i mean like you said he's not patient he really 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 wants to turn the speed on when it is as soon as he possibly can and get moving
0: yeah exactly um, number 3 for me bo and you're going to absolutely love the next two guys Let's so go. Just, just sit back and listen man my favorite running back in this class didn't say the best But he is my favorite running back in this class, Javante Williams from U.S. Let's go. Man, let me tell you something, man. We've broken down Najee Harris, right, who's more Uh, power than speed. We uh. just talked about Travis Etienne, who is more speed than power. Mm -hmm. You want an awesome blend of both? Meet this guy. I'm telling you, man, I I couldn't get enough of watching this guy's film – I think he has the best ball carrier vision in the class. His vision is exceptional, man, and his ability to be headed towards one gap and then suddenly when another one opens up, change his mind and shoot through the other one instead. It's just absolutely awesome to watch. Supernatural runner, has great awareness on the field, good hands in the passing game, and enough speed to break a big run at any time. Um, Now, I have listed a current NFL player with the last two guys. So, I'm going to tell you who this guy reminds me of, Bo. And I wrote it down when I was watching this film. I was like, okay, I'm getting some vibes right now. And, Bo, do you want to know who it is?
1: Who's that?
0: This man gives me some major Kareem Hunt vibes, man. Major
1: wow.
0: Hunt vibes. And I'm saying that good. I'm saying potential like Kareem Hunt has the same skill set, is comfortable as a pass catcher, but his vision is awesome. He's got power. He'll He will run you over. I'm telling you, man, he gave me major Kareem Hunt vibes major cream. I,
1: I can definitely see it.
0: I can't wait to see what this guy ends up and he's going to be making yeah. an impact day one wherever he goes. Bo, again, just sit back and listen. Number four for me is Michael Carter, another running back at UNC. We got two UNC running backs back to back. So hey, I know you, you said are, you weren't going to do this. Hey, man, I said I wasn't going to, but look. then I, I told you home. this was the move. Hey, you, told, you told me this was the move. Okay, you. I'm agreeing with you now. I'm, caught, um, you know, I'm fessing up, man. You were right. I couldn't keep the guy out of the top five.
1: uh, You cannot keep Michael Carter out, man. His film is too good. It's too good. So so Carter and
0: Williams are both awesome. I do think Williams is a little more of a complete back than Carter, but man, is Carter still impressive. Carter's burst and acceleration is top-notch. He gets to the second level of the defense extremely fast, which obviously what happens when a running back gets there quickly? They catch the linebackers flat-footed, and it helps them gain an advantage over them. Right. Yeah. So that's what happens. It's more of a chance of a big, big run, big chunk play. OK, obviously, there are certain terms scouts use for players, though. One term is oily hips. OK, we've all heard it. There should be a picture of Michael Carter in the dictionary beside the, the term oily hips. Watch <laughs> Carter's hips when he's eluding defenders, when he's changing direction as well. It's absolutely effortless for him due to the flexibility in, the, in his hips and his lower body. I mean, mm-hmm. we, when he's navigating, man, the upper body never changes position, but the the lower body's doing all the work.
1: It, it, he's in a, he's right. a, he runs super low. He runs, he runs super low. low
0: man. I see Carter as a super lethal and talented guy that is a better fit in a one-two punch role in a backfield. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't see him taking over a backfield when when we look at Najee Harris or ETN or Javante Williams. I think those guys have the ability to take the reins of a backfield, you know, themselves and be workhorses. I think Carter could be an awesome. I Think like, he
1: would be great attack. on the Saints. Ooh, that would up, be back, backing up Kamara, like him and Kamara one two. That would be that'd interesting. Be pretty, be pretty intense. I mean, I, I mean, I think Michael Carter is an all around kind of player kumar is the same thing i think could be a cool a, a cool spot Print to end up Peyton could really put a, a kid like him to use
0: oh he absolutely could man and, and five for me bo uh it's kenneth gainwell out of memphis Ooh! just again man uh, uh the blend of power and speed is awesome i also like how talented he is out of the backfield catching passes but also they lined him up at receiver some which was mm-hmm. really interesting to me he a lot of these other guys we talked about didn't do that. You didn't see that on film. Maybe you see that from Najee a couple of plays or something like that. Kenneth Gainwell can run some routes. He can actually run like a small set of routes, and he's good at it. He, he's not a bad route runner either. Um, I just think what he brings to the table right now is exactly what the NFL is looking for in their running backs. So I would definitely say that he's going to be my number five. Now, Bo. We've got something on the quarterbacks, but we're not going to go back to it. Okay. But I do yeah. have honorable mentions. Just a couple of guys I want to mention at running back that didn't make the top five, but I want our listeners to stay aware of. Okay. Number one for me is Puka Williams out of Kansas. Yeah. The, this guy is super fast, super quick, smaller, smaller body guy, not going to carry the backfield. You know, he's not going to put all the weight on his back or anything like that, but super talented, great pass catcher. And, and just is electric. I love him, man. Trey Sermon, Bo, a guy you love a whole lot. He's another honorable mention of mine. Oh, I'm going to get to Trey. Oh, worry it's about straight that. power. Straight power, baby, for days. For days yeah. will run you over. I mean, the runs he was making against Clemson, man, like, was just unbelievable. It was it yep. was awesome to watch him do that. That's going to round out my running backs. Trey Sermon and Puka Williams, I had to get their names out there. I do want people to know their names.
1: Yep, and I, you know, I've not watched any of the Puka Williams, but now that you said that, I'm going to go back and I'm going to watch some of his tape because Man, that's why you should tune in the TSR podcast. So hit you with something you haven't heard of. Um, does he play? Did he play for Les Miles? This is or is Les Miles not there? I can't remember how he played for. Les Miles. That's what I thought. Okay, I don't think the top two should be a secret to anybody here. I'm going to. Y- you have no choice when you make a top five running back for this list. Uh, a list for this draft of running backs. You have to put Najee Harris at one. Uh, I didn't, I wanted to put Etienne there at one. I told you that when we started this whole, you know, when we started talking about this whole episode and when we were going to record it and what we wanted to do. And it was because I loved Etienne's game. I thought he would be a perfect guy to end up in Pittsburgh. And then I really dove into Najee Harris. And I was, I just was like, I put my foot in my mouth with the Etienne thing because, Najee Harris showed everything you need to show about being a dual threat running back. He had natural hands. He watches the ball come into his hands. He doesn't catch it with his body. Uh, the soft hands. Uh, he got he caught it while he was getting hit. Uh, he knew how to find space for his quarterback when he needed it, and he showed all that in forty like forty eight receptions this year. Uh, Twenty six TDs. I mean, he's just a straight end zone machine. Uh, like you said with the Derrick Henry thing, you took the words right out of my mouth. He's the closest thing that we've seen to Derrick Henry. Uh, You know, since he hit the league at uh, 6'2", almost 6'3", 230, uh, I mean, to move like that is just unfair. You just, it it doesn't even make sense. The cuts he makes, the planting one foot, I mean, I don't know how his knees don't just explode. When he, when he makes I'm a cut. I'm actually
0: looking up Derrick Henry's size right now just to yeah. see how this comparison goes.
1: Yeah, I mean, go ahead. I mean, he is he is huge, um, and he has one of the best stiff arms I've seen coming out of college in a long time. He's a three-down back, total bell cow. He is ready to rock for whoever takes him. Um, I see him going in the first round. I'm um, not always a big running back in the first round kind of guy, but he is a, he is a player for the next five to six years could really change the outlook for a franchise that knows how to set up a dominant run game. I think we just saw the Buccaneers prove to you what a dominant run game can still do in the NFL, even though all we want to see is pass and touch.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. By the way, so, Derrick Henry is 6'3",
1: 238. There you go. Uh, Nodging 6'2", two, 230. Derrick, it's insane. It's insane, and, and he's a better pass catcher, I'd say. Oh, much you, better pass catcher. So there you go. I mean, you got you're basically eight eight less pounds of muscle, and you get twice the hands. I'll take the <laughs> yeah, hands. there. I'll I, take
0: the hands. I'll
1: man. take the take the damn <laughs> hands. Okay. So and it, you know if you ha, if you don't know much about Nasir Harris or you don't believe in him, you think Etienne's better, uh, I just encourage you to go watch a few games, compare them, and I think that. Make the same conclusion that I did, but Etienne is my number two. Totally love his game. He can run all the routes you need. He can line up wide. Uh, he's he's great running the, in the college RPO type scheme. Um, he's good zone running back. I'm interested to see how he does blocking in the NFL. He was he held his own at Clemson blocking, um, but he's like you said, he's an explosive guy. Once he sees the hole, he wants to go through. Um, and I think Pittsburgh has really lacked. A guy who can, when he sees the hole, just plows through it and goes for the and goes for the home run. We have not had a home run hitter running back in a long time. It would be really good to see him bring back that kind of. Not necessarily, he's not as big as Lev Bell, but he can bring that Lev Bell dynamic back to to Pittsburgh if they deem that if Etienne's around and it's their time. I'd love to see that. I'd be all for it. Wouldn't be mad at all. Um, tons of experience. I mean, he's got some miles in college, so. I'm, I'm down with that. Um, and then my number three, Javante Williams, man. I mean, just the epitome of a balanced running back. You you, It is incredibly hard to knock him off his, off his course. Uh, he's a good blocker. He's a willing blocker. There's good blockers, and there's good willing blockers that like to do it and are up for it all the time. He's one of them. He showed great effort when Carter and him were on the field at the same time, uh, which is not something you see in college because usually – Everyone wants the ball. So uh, in college, there's a lot of guys who want to get that paycheck. Uh, He's, He's really, really good at turning his shoulders and and falling forward and finding that first down marker. Touchdown machine. I believe he had eighteen this past season. Am I right about that? You're right. I got it right here. Yeah, I think he had 18, 19 TDs. Excuse me. I mm-hmm. mean, um, I believe he had uh, two two receiving touchdowns too that don't that weren't listed with those nineteen. So I think he had a whole bunch of TDs. TD machine. Twenty five catches for three hundred yards. A thousand yard season, I mean, really just came out of nowhere. Michael Carter. Uh, was the guy that you know the year before was having all the success and for him to just show up and then to be able to run the ball and each of them eat the way they ate is is su- was super 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 impressive and unselfish if you throw them in a selfish if, if you throw him in a committee I mean you're gonna get a guy that just wants to see his teammates do well and he'll perform the minute he he hits the field there's no warming up you don't need to give him 10 carries to get going he plug and play. Plugged yeah.
0: What well, here's something else I forgot to mention with you know talking about Carter and Williams, man, is these two guys have been in the committee, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. they they don't have as much mileage as someone yeah. like a Travis Etienne has, right? And Najee Harris, you can almost say the same thing. Now Najee's been a, a bell cow for the past two years, but he was yeah. also in the committee early in his career. But Javante and Michael Carter probably had the least mileage on their legs out of our top five guys. So I just want everybody to remember that. That is huge. And NFL GMs and scouts really like it when you have some low mileage.
1: I mean, look, yeah, for real. I mean, Miles Sanders is one of those guys with low mileage and ended up in a good spot when he came out. I wouldn't say that he had the most insane tape when he came out, but he had a lot of potential, and he had one season under his belt as being the main guy because Saquon was ahead of him. And bam, he's like, hey. We can't have this guy right now. and I mean, it's like we've talked about backup Alabama running backs get all kinds of success because they don't have as many carries, you know. So I love some Javante Williams. Um, it was hard for me because at the beginning of the year, I was like Michael Carter fanatic, just just obsessed with Michael Carter's game. I love his vision. Um, he's my number four. I guess I should leave with that. Love his vision. Love his acceleration. A lot of people were down on his 40 time at his pro day being like a four five or something like that. And then you know everybody says that that's that's you know a second and a half slower than it would be at the combine. To say that he's a four six guy is just absurd. No, I think that's if, absolutely get, ridiculous. It's, yeah, so I I'm not gonna I'm not gonna take that for Michael Carter. Uh, at this point, I believe that his four five five is his floor with his forty. Um and I'm not worried about that because he gets to four or five faster than you will get to four or five.
0: Exactly, man. And you had talked to me before about that is what what is Carter's strength? It's not his top end speed. It is going to be the burst and acceleration.
1: Yep. Right? Which can be just as lethal which leads to his 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 great elusiveness. It's really hard to get a hand on him. You have to have, you cannot shoulder tackle him. You have to wrap him up or he's going to go around you. Shoot, the guy can go through you. I think he's got good hands. He had no fumbles this season. No fumbles. Coaches love that, man. That they is insane. They're going to eat that up. James Conner and it is just fumble city. Okay? And he's still <laughs> yeah. He's still going to get a free agent deal. He's going to be a five-year running back, six-year running back in the NFL. Okay, this dude has no fumbles. Like he he does not fumble. I mean, he's going to last a while in this league. If he does not put the ball on the ground and he consistently finds the first down marker, he will be in this league a while. And so I have I have, a, I have high hopes for Michael Carter. He showed out in the senior bowl. He was the best guy there for that week. He was the best in practice and at the game from everything I read and saw. Um, and my number five. I loved that you put Kenneth Gainwell in yours, by the way, because at first I had him as my five, but I went back to my heart and soul, deep down. I just give me some Trey Sermon. Trey, Yes, sir, Sermon, man.
0: How dude. did I know that man was gonna? Oh,
1: uh, yeah, I talked. I talked about him a lot, man. I love the throwbacks, dude. I love. I think this dude would be too legit to quit if he came to Pittsburgh. I think. There are so many, so many Ohio State fans in the Pittsburgh area because it's Western PA and it's only a few hours from Columbus. And I think that if Trey Sermon came to Pittsburgh and even I think he'd be more of like a second round Pittsburgh selection. I don't think if you took Trey Sermon in the first, that's a reach and a half.
0: No, no, yeah, you're not taking reach, Trey Sermon. That in the is
1: first. that is beyond a reach. Um, so I mean, if if we go tackle or something and then follow it with a Trey Sermon or. Tackle then something else then get a Trey Sermon somehow, holy hell your boys. You're getting your
0: most value if you get if you snag a Trey Sermon,
1: a guy like that in the third or early fourth round, you're you're getting a guy right there. Yeah, and uh, he he does not bring he does not bring an elite pass catching ability. He he, you could dump it off to him, but don't expect him to hold on to it over through contact. Don't expect him to be out running big routes or anything like that. But he is a willing blocker. He's super big and strong, 6'1", 215. Another guy that it takes a Mack truck to knock him off course. He finds the first down marker, which I can't stress to you enough in the NFL. Coaches love the guy who keeps the chains moving. It is In the NFL, there's a lot less home runs. So, I mean, that might sound like a simple thing I'm saying, but in college, these games are 45 to 52, and there's you know drives with three plays in it all the time. In the NFL, it's all about eight, nine, 10, 12 play drives that wear down teams, holding on to the ball. Time of possession is a huge deal. Trey Sermon is a guy who can lock that up for you, in my opinion. He's he's your bell cow outside of Najee Harris. He's got the best stiff arm in this class, and in big letters, all caps, that man is rocked up he is super strong (laughs) he is bursting out of his jersey and if you need him if you need proof that he can play go back and watch the clemson game or you can go you know you can go watch him run over everybody he ran against when he played at oklahoma because he didn't get the ball i don't think he got enough show there when he was playing for oklahoma and he was still running people over so i'd love trey sermon and my my honorable mention is actually kenneth gainwell I think it's when you cut the tape on. It's almost hard to tell him from Antonio Gibson. It's like that was what a what a, what two good backs to come in. He's got good vision, great hands. He's going to be a wonderful dual threat guy. Kind of reminds me of like an Aaron Jones type player. You know, I I'd, I'd really really like to see him end up on a. You know, he would be great to end up in Kansas City, but you know, something like that, somewhere where they can put all seems of like his, a
0: super Kansas City move
1: at this point. It? Yeah. I mean, it just, he could really put it all together for you. You know what I mean? He, he, he'll run good in zone schemes. He's good at pass catching. He knows how to find space and sit down in there for my homes when he's in trouble. So, so I like him a lot. He was my honorable mention. He, he's a guy where you don't hear a lot about him because he plays in Memphis and you cut the tape on. And you're like, Holy freaking shit. Who is this? <laughs> yeah,
0: Dude. So yeah. I, w- I want to go back to something you said about Trey sermon and something that I wish I had said. So, you know, they say, you know, if you're not a pass catching back or you're not comfortable with it, it it hurts your ability to be a three down back. Right. Yeah. OK, well, I'm going to argue with that and say that other than Najee Harris, Trey Sermon is probably the best pass blocking back in this class, right? Absolutely. which will help him stay on the on the field for
1: for three downs and things like
0: that. I just wanted to throw that out. there. I think you
1: hurt Trey Sermon if you don't run him three downs. Personally,
0: I think you do, too. I think you do, too. Yeah. But, you know. NFL uh, coaches. You remember what I,
1: what I was saying about Michael Carter and Javante Williams, how they don't need a running start. Trey Sermon needs a running start. Trey Sermon is a guy where you, if you play, if you run him in the first quarter and their defense plays it well, you need to keep his legs churning because he's not going to get tired. They are. That's exactly. the kind. That's the kind of guy Trey Sermon is to me.
0: And the only, the only, you know, there were, there are always negatives with players. The big negative to always. me with Trey Sermon was the fact he's not very flexible in his lower body. Uh, he's not going to be he's making guys basically yeah, very stiff. Not going to be making guys miss by eluding them and things like that. More of a, I'm gonna run through you, or I'm gonna stiff arm you through the ground. That's he's, much if more. If He his makes game.
1: a move; it's one move. There's not a. There's, exactly. not a, there's no. A, there's no setup move, then the move. It's one move. Yeah.
0: There's. No arsenal. There's exactly. not an arsenal. This yeah. guy's not working with the full tool shed here. Yeah. Okay, like
1: it, just, he doesn't. He doesn't put you know two moves back to back together. It just doesn't happen.
0: But guys, we're gonna move on to our last segment here with the wide receivers in the 2021 class. Um, but would you like me to go first, or do you want to go first with this one?
1: I'll go first. The, every year, man, it's just like loaded down with receivers.
0: Well, at I this mean, point, it's starting to be, and I think I mean, it's more because college offenses are passing more, you know, the NFL is more pass oriented. And to be honest with you, I think receivers are just getting better and better.
1: Shoot. The the receivers that aren't making it as receivers are ending up as DBs. They're all like, they're just, they're converting over now. So like, it's, it, it's, it's tough competition being a receiver these days. It's if you, if you can't make it, you got to move on. Uh, but I, I my number one receiver. I picked Jamar chase. Um, I think that's a no-brainer. Um, I don't understand what you're doing if you pick anybody else. I think he sat this year out. He was the Blitnikoff winner in 2019, 1,700 yards, 20 TDs, only 14 starts. He did that end. He's just your all-around phenomenal receiver. At six foot two hundred, he's actually one of the thicker receivers in this draft, but at the same time, he just does not move that way. Um, if you look at any of the other top players, Five guys you could put in your stuff. They're all they're all under one ninety. I mean, they're not that thick of players. This guy is an is a grown ass man. I mean, he he's a beast. He really is. He ha- he has speed. He has soft hands. He has a strong lower body. His legs hardly come out from under him. Um, his he, he, when when he catches the ball in the air, like when he's tracking the deep ball, it it, it doesn't get away from him. No, you know it I mean? doesn't. You can't overthrow Jamar Chase. You know what I'm saying? And that you in when defenders <laughs> they can't drape over him too much. He's got long arms, he's tall, he's physical, he hand fights really well with the best of them. Um I I don't see how with the rules today that that he could have any trouble with the physicality at the next level. Uh at his size, I think the game is tailored to him. Um I think as soon as he gets on a team with a good quarterback, he's just gonna take over. Let Um, me tell
0: you something. I'm not trying to interrupt you here. What you just said, hand fighting, Mm -hmm. literally in my notes right here in front of me. My favorite thing about watching his film is the way he can get out of jams consistently.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: His hand out, his high hand fighting man is is his technique is awesome. I mean everything about it. It's he he's got the strength, he's got the speed, everything man to get out of jam situations. I just wanted to stop and tell you that I saw the exact same thing
1: you did. Yeah. And I think he's got for his size, I mean, six foot two hundred is is a big man. I I've mean, got him six one two
0: oh five. Well, there I mean, you go. I mean, would a, one a lot of these guys do.
1: What, what program you look at? You know, some you look on one side. they got him at six foot and three quarters. You look on the LSU website, he's six one and a quarter. Well, you know what I mean? The dude plays like he's six two. You know what he, I mean? It doesn't matter. He that. plays like he's six four. I mean, he, he's a 50 50 ball winner. I mean, there, there, he did not meet his match in college where the, there was a player that was too physical for him. I would say that he might not have wanted to be the most physical run blocker in college, uh, mostly because I'm sure he's trying to protect the bunny. <laughs> but I, I don't think that's going to be a big problem for him. I don't think any good team in their right mind is going to expect him to be a lethal uh, run blocker. He'll have to do it, but I think that He's gonna end up with so many receptions and so much yardage that they're gonna be like the hell with the run blocking. We're fine. You know what I mean? I mean, it's the,
0: not gonna be he's it's the, not the big an thing issue. is he's not a liability though. No, it's I, not I, like he just can't do it. It's more it's not one of his strongest suits, which you know, it coaches and, are gonna overlook that. They're gonna be yeah. like, Look at this guy we just got walking on the field right here. I mean, have you all ever seen a wide receiver prospect like this? Who cares about the blocking? Get him out there and make him catch passes, you know. what, what I,
1: mean? I hope and what I hope is that he took a year off bulk up, be ready for the physicality with, with the run game, no matter, you know, wherever you go, you're going to have to help in it. Um, I hope that he just took the time to just beef up and get ready for these strong corners. He's going to face the NFL because Jalen Ramsey's going to throw you around. You know what I mean? If you, if you're not ready, Jalen Ramsey's going to throw you around. Um, And my number two, Devonta Smith, Heisman winner. (laughs) This is the crazy thing about these two guys that, you don't realize when you really look at him is that Jamar chase has 30 pounds on Devonta Smith, Devonta, Devonta Smith,
0: Smith doesn't play like that
1: though. No, he absolutely does not. He absolutely, they play the same position, but it's just when you, when you hear their numbers and what they play, you just don't think that they'd have that much weight on them. But that's what I was, goes back to what I was saying. Jamar chase is just this grown ass man out there on the field. And Devonta Smith, unstoppable force this year he's the exclusive wide receiver company i think only a few wide receivers have won the heisman uh last one was Des- desmond howard in like 1991 uh, that's super impressive he's got blazing speed he can turn it on in a split second he's got great hands tracks the ball well he doesn't catch with his body everything's out in front of him uh, Mac Jones delivered it right on the chin all year to him, and he and he and he displayed great technique. Um, I think that he's a great yak guy. I can't wait to see him in the NFL. I think he's going to be a, a just a dynamic slot receiver in the league. Um, he's going to make some team very very happy. I think he's the best receiver in like in space in the in this draft. I think he's hyper aware of where he is all at all times on the field. I love that. Um, yeah, I mean, just if you watch him play, if Mac Jones is having a scoot, he's scooting. Like he just, I don't think there's a receiver out of the the top four in this draft, out of the top five, my top five, that knows what's around him and where he's on, where he's at on the field at all times better than Devonta Smith. Uh, you can really see that in his game. So that was my one of my biggest takeaways was just his awareness on the field is just is amazing. Where the DBs are, how he's setting them up, it's just. He's really smart, and he understands what the defense is doing in front of him. So really love that about his game. And number three, I might be alone in having him this high, but Diami Brown. From UNC. Ooh. I might be a little partial to Come him. Come on now,
0: man. That UNC is yeah. getting a little bit too intense right now.
1: All uh, right now. I'm, I'm just, there's <laughs> a lot of playmakers in that Mac Brown offense and a good quarterback delivering it to him. But, uh, De'Ami Brown, another guy that don't expect a lot out of him when it comes to physicality and run blocking in the league. Um, I think that physical corners are going to be his biggest, biggest struggle when he hits the league. But he was uh, 20 yards per catch player. Um, at UNC, he has 1,000 yards uh, receiving, eight touchdowns. He's six foot 185. You cannot overthrow this guy. Um, I think that once again, he's another natural catcher of the ball. Uh, he. A lot of people don't believe that he was a physical receiver, but I think when you cut on the tape, you realize how many short passes uh, Sam Howell threw to him. Uh, he took a lot of hits on the sideline, hung on to a lot of footballs. So I think he's a better physical receiver than people think. Um, he made more, fi- he made it a fair amount of 50-50 balls, but if he didn't get the separation he wanted uh, that initially, like off the break in the end zone, it was a little hard for him. That's something he's going to have to work on in the NFL. Um, and the one thing I also think that he needs to work on is he doesn't. He is kind of what we were talking about, Etienne. He's a just a one-speed and go kind of guy. Mm-hmm. He doesn't. He doesn't shift through his gears. But when you have one gear like his. You don't really need to shift through them very much, you know what I mean. Uh, but he sells his routes really well. He's got a hell of a double move. I think he's going to find himself open a lot in the NFL. And like I said, if he ends up some up on some team like Buffalo or something where he can't, where you got a quarterback that you know can throw it all the way down the field and you got a receiver like him that you can't overthrow, like he's doing with Stephon Diggs right now, I think it's a match made in heaven. But like I said, don't expect him to be your best run blocker either. Uh, my number four is Jalen Waddle.
0: Oh, man. Uh, I was wondering when that name was going to come up.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ultra elusive, game-breaking speed. This guy turns it on. This is a guy I believe does shift through the gears. Uh, one second, he looks like he's trotting, The next second, it's like a Corvette just shifted into sixth gear and, and took off. Um, he's, just, he's always ready to play. I hate that he's had a few injuries in college, but I think as long as he can get past that, Uh, he's going to be all right. I mean, he's my comp for him is Tyree kill, but I think something that he would, would really benefit him would end up somewhere like, like in Miami and play with Tua again, someone that knows him and what he's good at. Uh, I think that Brian Flores and their team, what they're looking for be a good fit for him. They need receivers there right now to complement their, their young quarterback. And I think his size be his biggest obstacle in the league. Um, he's, Gonna get thrown around. It doesn't take a lot to tackle him, but at the same time, you got to get your hands on him first. It's the Tyree Kill factor, you know. If you if you get to him, yeah, you can bring it down. But the question is, are you gonna catch him? Uh, He's just lightning in a bottle, man. He's ultra twitchy. Love love his game, uh, in and out. So he's my number four. And then my number five, I kind of fought with this one. I picked Terrence Marshall though. He is. He's probably like the height weight speed thing is slowing down in the NFL. You know the 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 Megatron bodies, the Julio Joneses, you know what I mean? It's really slowing down, but he's that I think he's that guy this year. And when it comes to height weight speed, if that's what if that's what your team needs, like he's like the chase claypool of the, of this draft. You know what I mean? That he's the the outside high-weight speed guy. If you need a dude who's going to go down and go vertical and win 50-50 and just be bigger than the corner, that's going to be Terrence Marshall for you this year. Uh he's a good ball tracker, natural hands, he's not the most polished route runner. Um, and he played little to no special teams in college, which a lot of these other guys like Waddle, Smith. Um, I'm sure Jamar Chase did it at some point, and Dayami Brown definitely played a little special teams. They've all got return ability and all kinds of stuff, uh, but Terrence Marshall is not going to be that guy for you. Uh, you're going to want to bring him in and create mismatches on the outside. He's going to be a red zone threat, um, and his just his consistency with his hands needs to get a little better. Um, and I think he's a guy where his work ethic is going to help him shine. I know that he wants to live up to that LSU, that LSU name. They think that they're wide receiver you now. Um, and, and he's coming from that program and that pedigree. Uh, I think that could be good for him. And for his size at 64 210, he's got some pretty good feet under him. Uh, so he's my number five. And my honorable mention is going to Mari Rogers. And I called you and talked about him the other you day. You did. You and, did call me and talk to me. Man. And this is this another guy. Like you can really see that he knows how to sell his moves. He knows how to play the slot. He's a really good in the return game. So he's a guy that's going to be able to make your team in multiple ways. I mean, I'm sure he's going to be a first three rounds, four rounds kind of player. I'm sure. I'm sure he'll go in the first three. He's going to be a, a guy that a team is going to get you know in the middle rounds and they're going to get a real game breaker he can just he just can get shot out of the barrel of gun you know he like i said twitchy it was a lightning in a bottle man like he he's ready to play he makes you miss he can make contested catches for his size he's a smaller receiver but you know he's just got a feisty game and he just when when he would make contested catches or contested like catches over the top against someone who's been talking trash to him all game man he's just like a spitfire kind of player you know he's like a pit bull out there kind of and just because he's undersized and i really enjoyed watching his tape too so he's my He's my uh my honorable mention for receivers. So I'm gonna start out with the guy that everyone should be not
0: surprised about at all for my number one guy in this wide receiver class. That is Jamar Chase. Bo, we we've said a lot about him already. He does everything at a high level. Like I said, I I've, I've gotten him at six six foot one, two o five. Natural hands, good frame, uh, has a knack for making plays and shows awesome awareness on the football field. He's not a liability as a blocker, like I said. Um, he has no issues high-pointing the football and consistently wins in contested catch, it, catch situations. Yep. Uh, I think my favorite thing again, man, is, and just going back to it, is the way he gets out of jam situations, which is something he's going to have to do in the NFL, and he already looks profound at it. Right. He he looks like he's he's, his technique is awesome. He's not afraid to use his strength and throw his body around in those situations. So I think that's very, very good. The only way I can describe Chase um, is smooth. It's just smooth. Everything he does is smooth from him getting in and out of his breaks, route running, his playmaking. Everything is just smooth. And I'm going to tell you this. I like Chase more than recent prospects like Jerry Judy, C.D. Lamb. AJ Brown and even Justin Jefferson. I think he is a better overall prospect coming out of college than all of them. And I'm going to tell you this, Bo. I was going to predict a 4.44 from Chase for his 40, and then yeah. he came out and ran a 4.38. And I was like, okay, come <laughs> on, man. Like, how much better are you making it right now? Like, you're just one upping. We already know you're that good, and he just keeps one upping it, man. What did he put out? 41 inch vertical, too. I believe that's what he did, a 41 inch vertical. I mean, it's it's awesome, man. I think he is a complete can't-miss prospect at wide receiver. I really, truly do. I can't say enough about the guy. Um, number two for me is Devonta Smith. Um, you know, Bo, this this guy's pretty good too. I mean, he did win the Heisman, the (laughs) Maxwell, you know, he won the Heisman, the Maxwell, and the Belichickoff award last season. The 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 triple crown, man, he won all three in one season. Um, and everyone by now, if you watch football, especially college football, um, you know who this guy is. You know, he had a historic season at Alabama this past year: 117 receptions, almost 1900 yards, and 23 touchdowns. I mean, Bo. Come on, sir. I mean, you just can't stop the dude. You really yeah. can't stop the dude. Uh, the dude no had way, could guard him. I'm going off memory right now. I'm pretty sure he had 215 yards in the national championship. And he didn't play like from the mid- midway of the third quarter on. He didn't even play again
1: Yeah.
0: because they were beating him so bad. And he put up 215 yards in that amount of time. I mean, it's it's, it's absolutely absurd. He yeah. plays bigger than he is, Bo. I love that. They're, they're making a big deal out how skinny he is, right? And I take offense to that, Bo. Oh. Robbie I, Anderson's a twig. look at
1: Robbie Anderson.
0: Okay, yeah, but but I I would go as far to say Robbie Anderson is thicker than Devonta Smith. I mean Devonta Smith is a small guy, man. I mean he he really truly is, but he plays bigger than than what he looks like. and I'm gonna go as far to say that he plays tougher and harder than some of the other guys in this class that have yeah. bigger frames. He definitely yeah. does. man. He's not afraid. He is not afraid. He is a fearless receiver. The first thing you see immediately, in my opinion, this guy has the best hands in the class. He doesn't just have good hands, Bo. It was hard for me to not say something when you said he has you know, great hands or whatever. I think it's hands down. He has the best hands in the class. If the ball gets to where he can get his fingers on it, he catches it. I mean, he catches the ball. Contested catch, it doesn't matter, man. He goes for the ball, and he does everything in his power to reel it in. What do you um, think
1: is his best team fit for, for Devontae Smith? I I'll hate to put it, you man, on the got, spot.
0: I'm throwing me on the spot here. Well, hey, this is your
1: favorite thing to do to me. All right. i I've thrown out a few team comps here now, so you got to okay. give me at all least all one. All right. Best
0: team fit. Um. I mean, it's going to be hard for me not to see the Philadelphia Eagles, man, based off of their need yeah. at wide receiver and mm-hmm. the fact that he's already familiar with Jalen
1: Hurts. Yeah, I can see that for sure.
0: I mean, I just think that would be the the place he goes in and day one, he's already making a huge impact and he's already kind of familiar with the quarterback. I mean, come on, man. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you can't really beat that fit. Now, everything I've said, everything that I've said about Devonta Smith, I want you to add that to his talent with the ball in his hands after the catch, his crisp route running. And you've got yourself one hell of a prospect, Bo. You know, yeah. weight weight could be a concern, but it's not a not a big enough concern for me to make him fall any farther than second on my rankings. Okay, if That's you, the if you
1: end it. up in your offense and you have put him in a position where you're expecting him to be your uh, bl- throwing a block downfield to you know, make for a home run run play, like you need to reevaluate what you're scheming up because he's just. It should not be the guy you got out there doing that anyway. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like he's got a different, it's different, different game plan when you put Devonta Smith on the field. Yeah, he's
0: going in the first round this year, and I mean, just add him to the list of first round receivers Alabama has put out in recent years. I yeah. mean, the number is absolutely insane. Alabama at this current moment is wide receiver year. and no one LSU is LSU's damn good, but nobody's touching Alabama right now. The guys they put out every year is is unbelievable. And look for them to add another one, Bo, because we're going to be having a podcast, you know, a year or two down the road about this guy, John Mechie, the receiver that completed mm. the trio with Smith and Waddle this year at Alabama, will be a first round receiver in his respected uh, draft class. He definitely will. I'm not mm. even going to lie, I even liked him so much when I was watching Devonta's film. I even watched some of his film. I've been all over it with wide receivers, man. I love John Metchie, and I can't wait to scout him as a prospect. It's going to be a lot of fun, man. Number three for me, Bo, I don't know what you're going to make of this, man. Uh, this is a guy that you didn't even mention, okay? And mm-hmm. you watched films, so maybe you didn't see the same things I saw or, or disagree with it a little bit, which I love. Number three for me is Kadarius Tony out of Florida. Yeah. Um, talk about an electric player, Bo. We, we throw the word electric around a lot. Um, you know, You hit the nail on the head with it with this guy. He is he is lightning in a bottle. I'm just taking all your phrases at this point, Bo. am yeah,
1: um, Sorry, I, was, I had to bring the good adjectives.
0: Yeah, I know you did, man. And now it looks like I'm just copying you. Um, I was kind of <laughs> unsure what I thought about Tony, um, so I did dive deeper into his film and you know did some film study on him. And I can firmly say I don't think anyone will be moving this guy from three for me. If Tony gets the ball in his hands, especially in space. It can be a house call from anywhere. The dude's quickness, acceleration, and shiftiness is off the charts. Uh, Tony has the exact type of game style that more and more NFL teams are starting to look for. That quick twitch guy that can hurt teams in space or over the top. Let, let's think about it. And I even put some names down here, Bo. The Ravens, Marquise Brown. Spent a high draft pick on him, right? Mm-hmm. It's exact type of player. Chiefs, Tyreek Hill, Miko Hardman. Tyreek Hill, I don't – I can't really remember what – and I should know. I feel like I, I don't know what I'm talking about here. I don't know what round he was taking in. But Nicole Hardman was a second round, okay? Washington football team, who now has Curtis Samuel, exact same type of player. The Raiders, Henry Ruggs. Curtis Samuel and Henry Ruggs were both, I believe – first round talents. Curtis Samuel might be in the second round. It doesn't matter. They're in the first two rounds. It doesn't matter. I'm telling you, this is what NFL teams are looking for right now. All these guys are lethal due to their speed and quickness, which is why they were all drafted early. I think we can all agree on that. Yeah. And, you know, maybe Tony doesn't get taken in the first round, but he has the same abilities as the guys I've just mentioned. And also this guy has like the same abilities as the other guys, but he's also like one to two inches taller and he's like five to ten pounds heavier. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you you can't make this stuff up, man. I mean, he's perfect for people that are looking for that type of guy to come on their offense. He's just perfect. So I love Kadarius Tony. He's not going to be moving from three for me. I think he's going to be absolutely lethal at the next uh, level. Four for me, Bo, is Terrace Marshall, man, the LSU wide receiver. Six um, three, two hundred pounds, runs a four three eight forty. He's a good route runner high points to football, wins in contested catch situations. The dude is a freak, and physically he's even more of a freak than his teammate Jamar Chase. Um, his film was so good, though. And he was one of the, the you know later guys I was watching. His film is so good. you know. I knew he was good, but not that good. I probably watched extra film on this guy just for fun. At that point, I was just, just having, for fun. Yeah, I was just having fun at that point because I just yeah. enjoyed watching him so much. Just him um, Big body and everybody. Dude, he is going to be an absolute problem at the next level. He will immediately pose problems for DBs with his combination of strength, length and speed. Whatever team drafts, this guy will be adding an awesome weapon for their quarterback. Just throw it up there. Bo. Just throw it up. Throw it in the general vicinity this guy's going and, and
1: getting it any team with a good slot receiver that needs to open up to, needs the field to open up underneath draft this guy and he'll just stretch the field for you instantly absolutely man. Instantly. absolutely
0: um and five for me you know people may be kind of surprised that i have him this low Jalen waddle um just another stud alabama wide receiver but it's nothing new the game hasn't changed you want a guy that also plays the same way as tyreek and rugs and guys like that then you mm-hmm. go with With Jalen Waddle of the guys we've already mentioned on this list. Waddle does have more straight line and track star speed. Um, He does have that more than chase and Smith and Tony. Um, He shows an awesome release off the line of scrimmage due to his acceleration and burst, man. I mean, he gets off that line with authority. Um, I do worry about the ankle injury that he suffered in the game against Tennessee that practically ended his year. You know, it ended up being like a mixture of a high ankle sprain and a and a uh, fractured ankle, which yeah. doesn't sound good. You know, it went especially when it's a mixture of two things. And you know, the reason I worry about it, it's it's because Waddle's game relies heavily on his quickness, changing direction, stopping on a dime, elusiveness, stuff like that. A nagging ankle injury can cause problems with every bit of that. Yeah, if this is a chronic thing and it just doesn't just heal and go away, that's going to cause an issue. Uh, My hope is that it doesn't become chronic and it was just a freak thing. But other than that, Waddle is an awesome prospect who excels at route running, picking up yards after the catch, everything like that. Um, If you need a big play threat, I mean, Waddle can be just that for your team. Uh, My honorable mentions, man, it's hard for me to do one, but it's almost impossible. Elijah Moore out of Ole Miss. We saw a guy. And right when the news broke about the guy I'm about to talk about, I, I immediately thought of Elijah Moore. Tyler Lockett just got a big-time deal, big-time deal with the Seahawks. Elijah Moore reminds me a lot of Tyler Lockett, the way he plays. Okay, well, if they're paying the big bucks to Tyler Lockett, okay, well, they obviously love his abilities. And I think Elijah Moore has a lot of those same abilities. Um, as a just a pass catcher, good route runner, everything like that, contested catches. Um, he's just an all-around good player. Tylon Wallace, Bo, out of Oklahoma State. How many times have you heard me say that name? You you said it a few times. Yeah, I love Tylon Wallace, man. I'm gonna say he has the second best hands in the cl- the class. Doesn't it doesn't blow you away with his
1: big speed. praise?
0: If it is big praise, doesn't with blow Jamar you away with chase his speed. in the
1: draft. That's big praise.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I think it is. I think he is the best hands in the class. Second best hand in the class.
1: Ooh, excuse me. I was going to say,
0: whoa. Uh, yeah, yeah, I was about to get real bad. Oh my uh, God. But, you know, Wallace doesn't blow you away with his speed, strength, or route running. It, it's just – he's just a good – he's very aware of everything going on on the field, high IQ. Um, he attacks very, the football. He attacks the football, man, and and he will lay out for it. He is not afraid yeah. to get dirty and put himself in bad situations. He uh, He's a competitor, man. I love Tyron Wallace for that. And then, man, Bo, you have probably heard me talk about this wide receiver, and a lot of other people have too, more than anyone else. Rondale Moore. Mm -hmm. out of purdue now we've talked about twitchiness and quickness and speed and everything like that in and out of their breaks there is no one that i've ever seen that is quicker at that than rondell moore and this that's probably over a couple of draft classes this dude is so fast and quick at changing direction when we're doing his routes. it's it's unbelievable sean he had sean wade in a blender When he played him at Ohio State, I mean, Sean Wade had absolutely no idea what was going on for the first three (laughs) quarters of that game. Absolutely no idea what was going on to the point where they had to take Sean Wade off of him. Now, Sean Wade, everybody, is one of the big cornerback names in this class. Maybe not as big now, but he's like a top four top four round talent. And Rondell Moore had him looking like he had never played football before. Rondell Moore is super, super impressive. The only knock on this guy is he measured in at five foot seven.
1: He's got a scary amount of talent. That's for he has sure. got a scary
0: amount of talent, dude. He has dealt with injuries, things like that. Hopefully the injuries have gone away and he's over the injury bug. But I'm telling you, man, if this guy can get it together and he gets on the right team, he is going to be one hell of a weapon. So Rondell Moore is my last honorable mention, man. Love uh, it. I love it man. We've had some great great rankings tonight man. I've pretty much agree with everything you've said. I think we just have our guys ranked a little bit different.
1: I mean I think I think there with with the receivers especially and just the way skill positions are getting nowadays it's it, you could really there's about 7 to 8 guys in every position group that you could fluctuate in and out depending on what you like or what you what you prefer in football players. So I mean no one's really wrong. Uh, You just throw out the best analysis you can pick him you know, who's, who's your favorite and just enjoy watching them play. That's really all it's about. Absolutely, man. So guys, we've done our quarterbacks. We've done our running backs. We've
0: done our wide receivers on the next episode. We will be breaking down our top five tight ends top five offensive tackles, and top five interior offensive linemen. Oh, my
1: God. Let's go.
0: And I told Bo the other day that Bo is – but I love hearing Bo talk about offensive linemen. He just I, – I believe he's just awesome at scouting them. So I can't wait to hear Bo break down the offensive linemen in this class. And there may be even some, some drama because I'm already looking at some of the tackles, and, man, it is super interesting. Um, and I cannot wait to break them down. The episode after that will be defensive linemen, edge rushers, linebackers. Then after that, it'll be cornerbacks and safeties. And whatever time we have left after the cornerback safeties, since we don't have a third position group, we'll be talking about draft rumors and what we think is going to be happening. And uh, you guys don't forget, we will be doing another mock draft this year. Uh, I don't know if we'll do two rounds, but we'll definitely do the first round of this year's draft and what we think is going to happen. Go subscribe, go give a review, and go TSR. Peace out, everybody. Peace.
1: You are now listening to the TSR podcast with Jacob and Bo.